welcome to FPL Head versus Heart. I'm Pete. I'm Dave. Um, what can we say about last week, Dave? I mean, you know, I'd love to come on here with bragging rights, but I don't even want to take that victory from this week. I mean, does did anyone have a decent game week? <laughs> so this was probably the worst week I can remember of ever playing this game. What you noticed was that some of the, in fact, almost all of the people that you would call professional players were abysmal. I, I saw some of those players who scored 15, 20 points the whole week. Not mm-hmm. a single one of their players, except for Haaland, returned anything. Yeah. All the players that the the AI, the algorithms all, all predict were terrible. Mm-hmm. Just It was one of those weeks where... Um, it sounds like sour grapes, but if you have if you have a bad team, you've had a really good week. Yeah. Some of the players that scored were were unbelievable. Yeah, um, I remember but, I saw I saw a couple of you all obviously going to the more the more stats side of things, but I saw I saw a lot of the, the FPL pros were saying things like, Oh, yeah, another player that's got one point five percent ownership <laughs> that scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. I've got a list of the players, the top scoring players from the week. Biggest scoring player of the week was Bernardo. There's no guarantee that Bernardo Silva was actually going to play for City. Yeah. Because of injuries, he got in. Top scorer. Trossard. Trossard only came on because Martinelli got injured mm-hmm. um, after about 25 minutes. Yeah. There was a rumour that he actually got injured celebrating a goal, but yeah, they got knocked out. That, I mean, how bad is that? So then Trossard came on, scores second top scorer in the week. Then there was Robertson. Liverpool. Yeah, he got 11, didn't he, I think? Got 11 points, yeah. The only reason for that um, was because Trent Alexander-Arnold was injured, not playing, so Robertson was allowed to push a bit further forward. But they conceded that, by Liverpool, right? So he must have got one yeah. assists and a bonus, was it? Or Yeah, he, he absolutely smashed it going forwards. Right. Um, one of those type of players, though, that when he's given a bit of a licence to go forward, he, he racks up the points. Same with Chilwell, um, who I'll come up to. Uh, when I'm talking through the the misery of my team from the from the week, then we've got players like Douglas Louise. Um, actually, the fifth highest scorer was a Bournemouth goalkeeper, Neto. I think that that yeah. shows what kind of a week it was. It was just it was just. Yeah, I heard that the, the fans. I actually punished myself by watching that. That's an hour and a half of my life. I'm not getting <laughs> back. And I know that the Bournemouth fans were actually cheering Neto's name. He was right. he had a decent. He had a really decent game. To be honest, I think that the Chelsea players probably made that easier for him. Yeah, there was a contribution there, certainly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Jackson, I think Jackson is possibly the worst player I've ever seen in my life in the Premiership. And there are some big players, big name players that, that are going to rival him. But he makes people like Timo Werner look like absolute superstars. Yeah. Like some of the shanks that he, he came out with in that, in that game, where the ball went the opposite direction to the goal, I don't know how he how he is that bad, but the worrying thing is that he got pushed off the ball so easily. He kept giving it away. There, yeah. there is nothing redeeming about him at all, and that it shows, doesn't it? That just because somebody is on fire in preseason, it means absolutely nothing for the for the rest of the year. Very so true. very true. He will be the most probably the, one of the most sold players of any game week. I think this week. <clears throat> I, I think there's I think there's going to be quite a few that are offloading Chelsea players. And again, we'll we'll come on to one that we both had in our team. And, and you actually messaged me just before and saying, I'll bet this happens. And, and it <laughs> did. So we'll go into that in a second. But I guess if we can sort of summarise for the listeners, uh, probably the best word, and it was something that you sent me as well in a message is don't panic. Um, mm-hmm. One of the, one of the, 
really popular content creators, I think his name's FPL Raptor, yeah. uh, tweeted on Monday morning saying that his game week rank was 9.4 million and mm-hmm. there's only 9.8 million players. So <laughs> if you had a bad week, don't panic. Yeah, I, one of the original fantasy football podcasts is something called FPL Black Box. And there's a guy called Az on there who always does really well. He's, he's finished in the top thousand players a few times. He came 9.75 millionth out of 9.8 million. Wow. Just every single thing went wrong. He was in the teens. I think he got 16 points, something like that. It's it's in, It would be very difficult to actually pick a team of players that you know are meant to start to actually score 16 points. Um, it, you would always get more than that. It yeah. just the, the the combination of things that went wrong that week were just incredible. So yeah. We we had some fairly big scores in our in our league. There were there were a few players, I, I don't know who they are, but there was I saw some fifties and sixties. Oh, and wow. usually 50, 60 points is kind of a par score. That's yeah. an incredible score for this week. Yeah. But I do question which players they actually had in their team to get them those points. And I would say do not expect that every week. Some of the names of players that scored are just Players that I'd, I'd barely even heard of before. Um, it, it just isn't going to happen again, I don't think. I'm going to put my money on the money on the line and say, I bet you, I'm going to say, I'm going to put 20 quid on the line and say, I don't think I will score this few points in any game week um, for the rest of the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Right, big claim, but that's 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 what I'm going to say. No, so I, I, think, think I, think, I, think it's, I think it's fair, Dave. I mean, I, I, as you know, I played my wild card last week. Um, I wasn't happy with my team and some of those players sort of backed up my decision, so to speak. So I obviously brought Leno in, who who did mm-hmm. well for Fulham. I took Jackson out because I just couldn't comprehend having him in my team anymore. I found him so frustrating and he, you know, in hindsight, you know, people would go out saying, oh, he does, he's got great fixtures, why would you take him out? But it just backed up my thoughts on him. He just he just doesn't look like he knows how to play the game yet or, or certainly hasn't settled in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I took out Richarlison, um, as I think a lot of people bought Son in, and it wasn't actually until Spurs, some of Spurs' big players went off, that they actually turned that game around against Sheffield United, and Richarlison ended up being the star of the show, so to speak. So, um, yeah, just I think the best said, uh, the sorry, the least said, the better about this week. Yeah, I, I saw a, um, a funny, a funny tweet somebody had put out. They had Son. Madison, uh, and they bought Brennan Johnson in as well mm-hmm. um, as a, as a bit of a you know a bit of a risque Spurs player. Um, and his question was, which son is going to score the most points this week? Turns out it was Richarlison, yeah, which is the one that he didn't have. But you again, you couldn't have predicted that because he was dropped. It's been quite widely publicised. He's been struggling with mental health issues recently, mm-hmm. taking time to go and speak to a to a therapist and that kind of thing. Yeah, and he break, come on, he break down on the bench, didn't he? And yeah, yeah, he was in tears. It was, it yeah. was in the, it was in the, in the in the papers on social media. He was just in in tears. Um, now a week later, all of a sudden he comes on, scores, plays an assist. Look, he looked like the Richarlison that played in the World Cup for Brazil. Mm. He was like the target man. He was, he was, he was, he was really good again. Well, so they do say mean? a lot with, with 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 mental health, particularly. They do say that. You know, you it's good to talk, right? You, you mm-hmm. don't just and it, and it looked like the weight had been lifted off his shoulders by the yes. fact that he actually admitted that he's got he's got some problems. So, 
that's probably the best way to describe it. Actually, he looked—he just looked refreshed, like that—that that weight had dropped from his shoulders, and yeah, he was—he looked like a like the old player that he was. So, does mm-hmm. that mean though that he's now back in? Not Some in my team, though. The wing. Not in my team. I've, uh, he's made—I've made my bed now. I've got to line it. <laughs> Do you think? Um, I know I sort of went early with regards to the wild card. Um, Normally, it's around game game week nine and ten. I think that people tend to play it, but I have seen quite a lot um, on social media of people ready to pull the trigger on their wild card. Now, it could be impulsive after this game week, mm-hmm. but I think things like Jackson, people are just ready to ditch now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So the wild card is is a really valuable chip because. It allows you to send your team off in a completely different direction, so the there isn't a right and wrong time to use it. But common way, commonly, it's when you've got a load of injuries in your team, or you've got a big swing in the fixtures that your your team has has got. So looking at my team, I've got three Chelsea players. I will not have three Chelsea players by the end of this week, but at the moment I do. Uh, and around game week nine, I think it is their fixtures turn really bad. Mm-hmm. At the same time as some other teams' fixtures that, that start, to, start to come really good. So that, for me, would be a, a nice time to do a wild card where I can remove maybe six to seven players, change around the, the players on my bench as well. Because I've, I've still got Mubama for West Ham and mm-hmm. he hasn't played a minute. He's not having a look in, is he? No. I've got problems with my goalkeepers because Johnston and Turner have now both got really good competition for their, for their places. I'm surprised that they both still kept their place this week. Not that either of them did anything, but... The, the, there's enough there that in a few weeks' time it would justify for me using my wild card. Um, at the moment, I, I actually, even though I've had a really bad week, I actually don't feel the need to do it. And the reason is, who am I going to bring in? Because the players that that I've got that have done badly, they are actually the players that you want in your team looking at the next few fixtures going ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're basing this on the future and not the past, then the predicted points I've got. So I've got up on here the fantasy football hubs predicted points for the next week. The top players: um, Harland for obvious reasons, Salah, always a solid player, but he is mm-hmm. very expensive for for what you get from him. And you've got Saka, Bruno Fernandez, Foden, Odegaard, Rashford, and Bomo. These are the players that most people have already got in their teams anyway. And then yeah. you've got uh, Madison and Son. So there isn't really a, a pressing need for me to make many changes this week. Therefore, I've really held back and not pressed the wildcard button because the, the players that I'd be bringing in are probably still not the optimal players to bring in. There isn't an obvious team of, of, of players that I that I need at the moment. I would just be making changes for the sake of changes, I think. So... I can, I've got two free transfers. I can do what I need to do in two free transfers. So I'm not going to use it yet. Um, I've made the mistake in previous seasons of just knee jerking and pressing wildcard when you're angry. Mm-hmm. And in all walks of life, you just don't make decisions when you're in a bad mood because yeah. it's never the right decision. You need to sleep on it and 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 just, yeah, just just consider it, all the, all the options. And, it, and for me, wildcard is just not the right thing to use at the moment. There's much more value in doing it at a later date. So I'm just going to bite the bullet. I might look stupid in two or three weeks' time when I've lost 20 quid 
Um, and <laughs> I 30 think... points, 25 points. And I'll be like, right, it's time for me to use a wild card now. I wish I'd have done that earlier. But yeah, for the time being, I can bring in a couple of players. I think my team is fine for, going forwards. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of players, I think, which will obviously look to to ditch potentially Man United players. We, you, you spoke then about Rashford and, and Fernandez. They are just not firing at all, Man United. And um, there's a lot of people taking great enjoyment from that. Uh, mm-hmm. When you look at when you look at Chelsea, um, I mean, we're talking about two Premier League powerhouses here, Chelsea and Man United, that look so far off it, it's untrue. And I know Chelsea have got injury problems, but regardless, the performances they're putting on, even with the players they have got, they've still got a decent group of players. So if you're if you're planning to stick with Bruno um, and Rashford potentially looking at your Chelsea changes, the, the, the player that we're obviously talking about earlier on is Chilwell. Um, I couldn't believe it when I saw that he'd been dropped. Yeah. Um, again, you hear the comments? pre-season, he was outstanding in pre-season. He was effectively a left winger, wasn't he? Yeah, even the first game of the season, second game of the season, he was playing up front almost. And did you, did you hear the comments that um, Pochettino made about him? No. He basically said, I, it's not word for word, but words to the effect of, I see Chilwell as a left winger, but I also have Mudrick there. So Chilwell, I think, is his starting left winger now. Right. That's how he sees him. Wing, left wing back at, at worst, but left winger. So what you might find is that in the in when Chelsea play the bigger teams, it's actually Chilwell that starts because he can mm-hmm. drop back and he can defend as well. So yeah. he's a good person to have on the left wing against bigger teams. But against the weaker teams, so coming up, um, I forget who Chelsea have got, but they, they've got Villa this week. You'll probably find Chilwell plays that. But then coming up after that, they've got Fulham and Burnley. They're the matches that you want him for. Mm-hmm. But is he going to use those matches to try and get Mudrick up to speed again? Which could well be the case because they're gonna they've got to they've got to start using the players that they spent all that money on. And so it's the weaker teams you want to put them in against so they get confidence and get good. So it may be they're the games that Chilwell will be dropped for, which are the, te- the games you want in. So is it even worth risking ha- risking him having there, knowing that he can do exactly the same thing? And this is what I messaged you about. He, I said, Chilwell's going to come on and get a yellow card. And that is exactly what he did. I know what he's like. He's done it, he's done it before. He's a bit of a troll player. Um, did it again. And... He's got zero points, so he's blocked. He blocked. It was only a couple of points coming off my bench, but coming on getting that yellow card, I've missed out on a couple of points there. Mm. So, is it is it worth having him on there? You want players that you know are going to play ninety minutes or uh, uh, close to. So I, he's he's the other one, other than Jackson, who I am definitely bringing out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, when I messaged you on uh, on Sunday, I, I I just said I can't believe how hard this this FPL season is. Yeah. Things like Ramsdale being taken out for Arsenal. Just the, the players that are being dropped, didn't that like so um uh Estupinan got taken out for Brighton as well, didn't he? And then still mm. came back in the goal. Yeah, he did. It's so unpredictable at the moment. It's only gonna get worse as well because European football starts tonight. And Correct, yeah. Those bigger teams, especially the ones, you don't know whether they're going to take the Champions League seriously or whether they're going to stay to the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Newcastle's probably the most interesting one. They've got a great run of fixtures in the Premiership now. So lots of the pros are, are getting on their defence. So Trippier and Cher and um, Botman. 
Um, but which ones of those are going to play in the Champions League? And if Newcastle are going to go for it in the Champions League, it's the Premier League and the easier fixtures where they're going to be rotating their players. So they've brought uh, Livramento in. Mm-hmm. He's good cover for Trippier. Really good potential. And actually, at other Premiership clubs, he would be the starting right-back for them. So he can come in. He can play left-back as well. Uh, you've then got players like Lascelles mm-hmm. at Newcastle, who is who used to be their starting centre-back. You, I think yeah. he was their captain. I think he was their uh, captain, yeah, yeah. So he's going to come in and cover. But who's he going to cover? Is it going to be Cher? Is it going to be Botman? We actually don't know who it's going to be yet. So you, the chances are you'll pick the player that gets rotated in the Premiership and you'll, you'll just have a, yeah, you'll have a nightmare. So I'm just going to, I'm tempted again to wait, but... Is this you where it gets, in your experience, Dave, is this where it gets difficult? Because when you've got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games, it, it's kind of delayed knowing injuries. Like if a player goes mm-hmm. off, whether he's going to play on the weekend. I mean, your teams that are in Europe predominantly play on Sundays and, and Monday night, don't they? They normally get mm-hmm. pushed back to the Sunday games. So, But you've got to lock in yeah. the transfers by, if there's a Friday fixture, you've got to lock it in by 6 o'clock or 6.30 on a Friday night. So yeah. really difficult to get right. You won't, yeah, you're just not going to know. Um, sometimes a player will go off injured during one of those European games and it's quite obvious he's not going to play. Mm. It doesn't happen often, though. Um, fatigue, you're not, you're never really sure about, um, especially when it gets later on in the season. You don't know if a player is going to recover in time. And if they're playing on a Sunday or a Monday, it can be touch and go until that dead, that until um, kickoff as mm. to whether they're going to make it or not. But yeah, if you're having to book your team in two days before, um, they're going to play you are just guessing it's complete guessing so this is what makes it it really interesting this game because you can have the best players in your team but if you if the team's taking the Champions League seriously and they've got a few easy premiership matches the best players might get dropped Haaland got rested several times last year yeah and um, they know know that they want it they need to save him for the bigger games therefore he might not play the easier games so do you then look at cities? Next in line, players like Alvarez, who's had a great season so far. Doku, who's just come in, he, he looks really good. He, he doesn't seem to have any competition at the moment with Grealish out. Mm, he was phenomenal on the on the weekend mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, yeah. And I have to say, Alvarez as well, I know you mentioned him there, he's having a great season. He's probably single-handedly won me my two, yeah. my six points against you, really. He, he's been awesome for City. I remember the podcast that we did just before. I think it might have been week three or week four. And I was talking about Alvarez versus Jackson. And you ended up going for Alvarez. I ended up going for Jackson. Yeah. And that's resulted in about a 15, 20 point swing towards you. Yeah. So one one decision like that um, has, has, has com- yeah, completely transformed our head-to-head league anyway. I'm now only a few points ahead of you in that. I thought this was going to be easy. I thought I was going to breeze this for the 38 weeks. You might nick the odd week here, but actually one more good week and, and we're we're dead level. So yeah, I, I definitely underestimated that. But that's all it takes is one one player, um, one decision to, to swing the way you don't want it to, and it, it changes the course of the whole season. I think well, I played I've obviously played my wild card now. So you've got you've still got yours in the bank mm-hmm. at the moment. But yeah. even in a wild card week, I, I, I should have quickly looked just before then. But I think I only scored something like forty three points, forty two points it was on a, on a yeah. wild card. So, yeah, I think we look ahead to 
to the fixtures this weekend. Um, Liverpool, West Ham, it's got the potential to be a high score in one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm actually, I need to save uh, to try and get two, two transfers saved up. So I don't actually think I was, I did my wild card on the basis of a, a good five or six weeks. Um, so I don't think I'm going to be making any changes this week. Um, your your one sounds like it's locked in as Jackson coming out. <laughs> at least, yeah, at least at least one. Um, we'll, we'll I'll save the second one. I think until closer to it. See whether there's any injury news or anything that comes out of out of Europe. Um, but yeah, it's always good to have two free transfers in the bank. But then it's always good to use them when you have to use them. So this is probably a good time for me to use both of them and just set my team up for the next few weeks. But I like I like what you said. You you picked your wild card with the future in mind. You're not planning to use a transfer. That is exactly right. However bad you think this week has gone, if you have picked those players for a reason for, for several games in the future, then keep them, give them a chance to actually do something. So that is very, very mature of you, I've got to say. Thanks, Dave. And just for the listeners, just to know, um, there's no Friday kickoff and there's actually no early kickoff on a Saturday as well. So the first the first game is three o'clock on Saturday. So you'll probably have until what deadline going to be about half one, I think. Yeah, one thirty deadline. One thirty deadline. Which and does come... mean, by the way, that yeah. there will be some early Man City team news. So there's mm-hmm. a couple there's a couple of the big clubs have got basically people inside them that leak team news. And now no one knows who exactly they are but they pass it to certain um, fantasy football people and they share it on Twitter and on the live right. streams. There, there is a guy who, who gets really reliable Man City information. So I will be looking out for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you'll you'll get the chance. If I see that, I'll drop you a message. Um, but my transfer, which is probably going to be Jackson to Alvarez, I think it's, it's all 99% certain that's what it's going to be. I just want to make sure that Alvarez actually does start yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm they've got Forest as well, right? They've got Nottingham yeah. Forest as well. So, and they're at home. They do. So there's potential there for some serious points. It's a good fixture. So, and also the the defense as well, because if I'm going to take Chilwell out, you want a Man City defender, but you're never sure which one. Mm-hmm. So, if there is a, a a clear, like a clear favorite, maybe Guardiola or Diaz or somebody like that, that could be somebody that I choose to replace Chilwell with as well. Mm-hmm. It's like a good fixture, so. So yeah, yeah there's a nice split. I, I was going to, just going to say there's a nice split this weekend. So there's five fixtures on Saturday, five fixtures on Sunday. So there's plenty mm-hmm. of football this weekend. Yeah, it's nice to have all the all the fixtures at similar times. Mm. You know the good old days when we used to just get all the fixtures we'll on the three o'clock, three p.m. on a Saturday, mm. and you watch match of the day and and see everything that happened. Now That's what it's I just love final game of the season. Final game of yeah. the season is superb. I love that. And yeah. they go to like the different games, don't they? I, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. The I feel I felt a bit sorry for um the presenting match of the day two this week on Sunday because there was one goal in the yeah. games on Sunday. It was just it was absolutely terrible. Well, I think that sort of brings to a close this week. Um uh, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, um, I'm FPL underscore for Pete's sake. And I'm FPL underscore chess player. So we'll probably tweet out our teams uh, beforehand if you want to see the changes that they've made. Um, if you want to have a look at my squad now, uh, it's probably going to be the same, to be honest. So <laughs> unless anything crazy comes out of the, uh, the European football, um, we, we both wish you luck for this weekend and uh, we'll see you next week. I've been Pete. 
I've been Dave. <laughs>